Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon and welcome to Empowering okay, Family done. Caregiver Show on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Meghna Giridhar, your host for today's show, sponsored by eCareDiary.com. July 28th, which is this Friday, is World Hepatitis Day, and today we will be focusing on hepatitis B. To help shed light on this, I'm very pleased to introduce our distinguished guest, Dr. Chari Cohen. Dr. Cohen is Director of Public Health for the Hepatitis B Foundation in Pennsylvania. For the past 15 years, she has planned, implemented, and evaluated community programs and research projects focusing on hepatitis B and liver cancer. She's also co-founder and director of Hep B United Philadelphia, a coalition campaign to increase testing, vaccination, and linkage to care in Asian and Pacific Islander communities. Nationally, she's chair of CHIPO, the Coalition Against Hepatitis for People of African Origin. She's also co-founder and advisor to Hep B United, a national coalition in 14 states to address and eliminate hepatitis B. I don't think there could be anyone better than uh, you, Dr. Cohen, to address us today. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you very much for having me. So as I was uh, discussing with you before the show began, we have um, our audience members comprising of seniors and caregivers are often confused uh, between hepatitis B, C, and A. Can you um, tell us what is the key difference between these three conditions? Absolutely. It it is very common for people to have confusion um, between the different kinds of viral hepatitis, and I'm happy to try and help clear that up. Hepatitis in general means inflammation of the liver. And when the liver is inflamed, often it it can't work correctly, um, and that will affect your health and can lead to some negative health outcomes. There are many different things that cause hepatitis. And one of the most common causes of hepatitis are viruses. There are lots of different viruses can affect, that can affect your liver. Um, and in the United States, the most common viruses are hepatitis A, hepatitis B, and hepatitis C. Now, they are all completely separate viruses, so the only thing they have in common is that they all affect your liver. We often get people who, who wonder if um, hepatitis A is just a less serious form, and then when it gets more serious, it turns into hepatitis B or hepatitis C, and that's just not true. They are very d- different viruses. Hepatitis A is uh, one it is a virus that is transmitted through um, eating contaminated food or water, and so people can often get sick that way f- with hepatitis A, and there is a vaccine to, pretend, to protect someone and prevent them from getting hepatitis A. Hepatitis C is uh, transmitted through mostly through blood-to-blood transmission. Um, hepatitis C is most common. I know if, you, if you've seen commercials lately or in the newspaper, hepatitis C is very common among the baby boomer generation, uh, people born between 1945 and 65. And there is a cure for hepatitis C, but there is no vaccine to prevent it. Hepatitis B is the hepatitis that I work in, and hepatitis B is transmitted around the world most commonly from a mother to her baby during childbirth, and that is because of the blood exposure, the the fact that the baby is exposed to the mom's blood. So hepatitis B is transmitted through direct blood-to-blood contact, and it can also be transmitted through sexual contact. 
the really good news is that hepat- there is a vaccine to prevent people from getting hepatitis B. So if in the U.S., all babies, when they're born, are supposed to start the hepatitis B vaccine series, which means that all of those babies who are vaccinated can be protected. And as they grow up, we can have – and then they get their babies vaccinated, we can have lots of different uh, – we will have lots of, of different generations who are protected into the future. I don't know so how many people typically, I mean, what are the numbers when it comes to people with hepatitis C? Yeah, the numbers are really staggering, and, and it's amazing that we don't talk about hepatitis B more considering how much it affects and impacts people around the world. In the world, 240 million people have a chronic lifelong hepatitis B infection. Um, that's a huge number. And about a million people die from hepatitis B-related liver disease every year, which puts it in the, the tenth, it's, it's in the top ten leading causes of death worldwide. Um, why, why hepatitis B is so serious is that when a lot of people who are infected with hepatitis B, especially when they're infected at a young age, they develop chronic or lifelong infection. And that means their body is not able to get rid of the virus. And what happens over time is that the virus um, damages the liver over time, and that can lead to things like cirrhosis or liver failure or liver cancer, and all of those things can lead to premature death. In the United States, uh, it is estimated that up to 2.2 million people have chronic hepatitis B infection, and about one in four, so about 25% of people who have chronic hepatitis B are at risk for dying prematurely. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us more about who is most at risk of getting hepatitis B? Yes. So the, there is um, there are clear risk groups for hepatitis B, although not everyone who is infected falls into a high-risk group. Because hepatitis B is transmitted um, by blood-to-blood contact and from a, a, a baby, from a mother to the baby during childbirth, the most common route of transmission is mother to child. So any baby B that's born to an infected mom is at great risk for infection. There are certain areas of the world where um, hepatitis B is more prevalent, where it's more common. And those areas of the world include most of Asia and different parts of Africa, including West Africa and Sub-Saharan Africa. Um, and so people in, who are born in or live in those areas of the world, they are at greater risk for infection because it's transmitted from mother to child. And also, when you live with someone who has hepatitis B, you can be more likely to get infected through accidental household exposure. Now, in the United States, that means that people who have come from countries or areas of the world where hepatitis B is prevalent, they may be more likely to be infected. Um, so in the United States, the, the groups that are, that are disproportionately impacted are folks from Asia um, or Africa. So Asian Americans, Pacific Islanders, and African immigrants are at the highest risk for hepatitis B in the U.S., there are other groups that are considered to be at high risk. So um, anyone who comes into contact with blood or bodily fluids on the job. So healthcare workers or emergency responders would be considered high risk. Also, people who have diabetes are considered to be at high risk because um, there have been outbreaks associated with sharing uh, blood glucometers, testing, blood, te- um, blood sugar testing units. So um, 
all those who are considered to be at high risk for infection should be vaccinated, and that will protect them from getting a hepatitis B infection. So are there any um, other specific ways of preventing this condition? Yeah, so one of the most important things that we can do, especially, you know, around the world, but we focus a lot in the United States, is if someone falls into a high-risk group, they should be tested for hepatitis B. Um, and that will prevent someone from developing liver disease because of their hepatitis B. So in the United States, only about 30% of people who have hepatitis B know that they have it. Because it's a silent infection, people can be living with chronic hepatitis B for years and years without knowing it, but all that time, the virus can be silently damaging their liver until it's too late, uh, until they have so much liver damage that they can't do anything about it. When we get people tested early and they're diagnosed with hepatitis B, there is a lot that we can do to prevent them from getting cirrhosis and liver cancer. So, for example, um, getting people, once they know they have hep B, they can find a knowledgeable doctor and get regular checkups, and the, and the doctor will check the health of their liver on a regular basis and might even put them on treatment. So while we don't have a cure for hepatitis B right now, we do have good FDA-approved antiviral treatments that can help to prevent the progression of liver disease. So if you don't know you have the infection, you can't take advantage of those medications, and you can't take appropriate care of your liver. So the, the most important thing outside of vaccination in order to prevent serious health outcomes is to get tested. Um, you know, um, as I mentioned earlier, World Hepatitis Day is just three days away. Can you uh, suggest some ways for uh, people to kind of join the conversation or provide support to someone uh, who might be going through the condition? What are some ways in which people can get together and make a difference? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that question. This is the perfect time to get involved in the hepatitis B movement. So one of the things um, that, w that is a barrier to those of us working in hepatitis B is the fact that it, it can be a stigmatized disease. And often people don't want to talk about hepatitis B. Um, they don't want to talk about it if they have it. They don't want to talk about it if they know someone who has it. And so what we are trying to do now is we are trying to make conversation happen. We want, we want people to start talking about hepatitis B because the mm -hmm. more we talk about it, the more mm -hmm. support we can give to people who have hepatitis B, and the more people will get tested and seek treatment. So the Hepatitis B Foundation has a new program called Just B, where um, we are working with people from around the country who are impacted by hepatitis B in some way, and we are documenting their stories with them. So they are creating short videos um, of their story and how hepatitis B has affected their lives. So if you go to our website at hepb.org, you can view 18 videos right now in, I think, six different languages at this point. And you can see how hepatitis B uh, is impacting someone's life. So what we want everyone to do is view those stories and take them home with them. So take those stories to your community. Talk to people about hepatitis B. Um, we also have, as you mentioned, I work with Hep B United, which is a national coalition that has about 26 
local coalition partners um, in 26 different cities. And so go to HEPBeUnited.org and click on your state or your city and join your local HEPBe United coalition because um, that is a great way of, of figuring out, you know, how very simply you can help in your community. It might be something as simple as, um, you know, going to – your local church or temple on Sunday and getting tested or um, putting up flyers um, or welcoming a storyteller into your community. If people want to do something this week to celebrate and commemorate World Hepatitis Day, um, there are very simple ways through social media. If you go to our website at hepi.org, um, you can look at our blog and find lots of ways that you can join the social media movement and talk about Hepatitis B on World Hepatitis Day. Thank you so much, Dr. Cohen. It's been such a pleasure having you as our guest. Um, as Dr. Cohen mentioned, the best website to go to for more information and resources is www.hepb.org. I'd like to thank our audience for tuning in today. Join us next time on Tuesday, August 8th at 2 p.m. Eastern for our next Caregiver Speak radio show. Our caregiving expert, Marjorie Papp Steinmetz, will speak to Mark Middleton, founder of Growing Older, Growing Bolder about how caregivers can combat discrimination against illness and aging. To learn more about eCare Diary and our upcoming shows, visit eCareDiary.com. Registration is free and gives you immediate access to your personal